to apologize for last week. Last week we had some technical uh, problems. Prayerfully, we will make it through this week. Amen. But you know, anything made by man, anything made by man is subject to have some problems. But today we're believing God got his hands on it, and he will allow us to bring forth a different word today. God said this is a, a new year. And we need to begin to look inside of ourselves and not so much of what's going around in the world because whatever has been set in motion is in motion. Amen. Whatever's in motion is in motion. But there's some things in us that needs to be in motion. So this morning, uh, this is where we're going to we're going to start. This is what we're going to talk about. This is what we're going to teach, and this is what the Lord has placed upon our hearts uh it may be convicting to some and it may bring thought to some people and it may bring questions to your mind if we are doing all that we're able or capable of doing in the temples that god has allowed himself to dwell in so we're going to go to the book of saint matthew saint matthew chapter and number four, Father, bless your word. We thank you now. We ask, Holy Master, that you would use your vessel. Uh, let us be used for the glory of thy name and for your kingdom. And help us to step out of the way. And, Lord God, allow your Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, to minister unto us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We'd like to talk this morning about unleashing your potential. Unleasing your potential. Now, when we talk about potential, we talk about one's ability or qualities that are not used, that's lying dormant within us. And the best way for us to describe, uh, give us a full understanding about the word potential is through the gospel. Matthew chapter number 4. Now, we're going to begin reading at verse number 18 in St. Matthew's chapter number 4. Are we there? It says uh, in verse number 18, remember now we're talking about potential, unleashing your potential, not somebody else's, but you unleash your potential. Now, in verse 18 in, in St. Matthew's chapter 4, it says, and Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. The first thing we need to look at is that he's pointing out, when we're dealing with potential, their occupation. Their occupation, his disciples, their occupation were fishermen. They were fishermen. That was their occupation, okay? That's all they thought that they had on the inside of them. They had no idea that they had greater capabilities than what they were literally operating in. And that is the exact same way it is with everybody, every saint of God, every individual, whether you're saved or unsaved, you still have potential that's been placed on the inside of you that most often is lying dormant. 
but you have the potential to, to do more than what you actually see, okay? Now, note now, the first thing is they are fishermen. That's their occupation. Now, in verse number 19, it says, now Jesus is speaking. He says, and he saith unto them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. See, now what Christ does, he exposes that there is a greater potential that lies on the inside of them. No longer would they just be have an occupation where they're just out uh, 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 getting their, their, their livelihood. But now Christ tells them that he is going to make them fishers of men. They would have a greater capacity. I mean, a lot of times we just operate on the surface level, never really reaching our potential. The, the cemetery is probably about the richest place there is. Because so many people did not release their potential or did not operate in their, their potential to the fullest capacity. Most of us do not operate in our fullest potential. We, we are one thing and we think that's it. Okay? But we're going to see what the, what the scripture tells us about unleashing our potential. Because now it says now in verse number 20, it says, and, and they straight away... They left their nets and followed him. They left the mindset because once he let them know that there's more in them than what they actually see, then they had a different mindset. They, they left that mindset, this is all I can be. Most people think, well, this is all I can be. This is all that I am. I can't be anything else. But, but the Bible says they left their, their mindset. They, they, they left their net, and they began to follow Christ. And verse number 21, it says, And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, John his brother, in a ship with Zebedee their father. They were mending their nets, and he called them. And then the Bible says, and verse 22, And they immediately left the ship. And, and their father, and they followed him. See, when we unleash our, our potential, and what was happening with the disciples, they were fishermen, but they, they left being a fisherman, and they became a disciple. A disciple is, is a, a learner of God. And they move from being, from being a fisherman uh, to a disciple, and then they go to a higher rank. Now they have become apostles. Now they have become apostles. They did not remain right there in their occupation. Amen. So Christ began to awaken what was actually in them. Okay. Now, the next thing we want to look at, the potential that they really had that they did not uh, uh, understand that they had. Let's go to the book of Acts. We just want to teach a little bit this morning. We want to make sure we understand that we have a greater potential in what we're actually operating in. Now, when we look at the book of Acts, chapter number 17, I really want to do just the, the B clause in Acts uh, chapter 17, looking at verse number 6. Uh, there was some commotion going on. Paul and Silas had disturbed a, 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 a whole a group of people. 
Now, in verse 6, it says, and when they found them not, because they were looking for, for Paul and Silas, because they had went into the synagogues, and they began teaching. And then it said, uh, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying. This is what they said about, about the followers and the disciples of Christ. These that have turned the what? The world upside down are come hither also. So they literally had, a, had the potential from being a fisherman to turning the world upside down. So what about the potential that's in you that has not been released, that we're still sitting on? Because, see, you have the potential to turn the world upside down. You, you have the, 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 the potential to make things happen, to make, to, to make things move, to change things. You, as, as a child of God, you have that potential. But so many of us do not operate in that potential. Don't operate in that potential. So let's ask ourselves some questions. Why are we in the condition we are in not using our potential? Why are we in that condition that we have this potential that's lying dormant within us, but we are not using all of the potential that God has placed on the inside of us? That's the question we have access ourselves. Well, the answer is this. It is because of your mind. We do not use all the potential that God has given us because of our mindset. Now, it's like this. If you want your mind to change, you have to feed it new information. If you want your mind to change, you have to feed it new information. And see, that information has to be from the right source. And that right source is from the Word of God. The right source is from the Word of God. We, 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 we read a whole lot of books, a lot of, a lot of material. But it's the Word that will, 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 will allow us to see who we really are. We can find anything that we need to know about the potential that's on the inside of us or our mindset, the way we think, we can find that in the Word. Amen. Now, let, let, let's, let's see. Let's see. Let, let, let's see. Now, let's go to the book of Romans. Romans chapter number 12. Romans chapter number 12. What, what do I do with this mindset that I have so I can begin to unleash all that potential that I have? Because, see, we think we can only do just one thing. But we, can, we, can, we are multi-purpose. We, we, we can do a whole lot more. There's a lot more in us, okay? Now, first thing we want to look at in Romans chapter number 12, in order for our mindset to change and get the right information from the right source, verse number 2 in Romans chapter 12 says, And be not conformed to this world. In other words, do not be fashioned after this world. Do not allow the world to be your pattern. Because, see, in actuality, you're supposed to be the pattern, and the world is supposed to follow after you. 
So, so God's word says the first thing in changing our mindset is to be not conformed. Don't coexist with, with the world. Don't, don't, don't conform to the world. Don't, don't fashion your, your thoughts and your life and what you can do after the world. So then he says, there's got to be a radical change. Then he says now, he said, but ye be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, there has got to be a radical change if you're going to unleash the potential that you have on the inside. You can't be conformed to this world, but you've got to be a, have a radical change, okay? When, 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 when that worm changes and becomes that beautiful butterfly, that, that's a radical change. Now, I mean, that metamorphic state, that, that is a radical change. So in releasing your potential, the first thing that has to be done is you have got to change your mindset. Because most times it's how we perceive ourselves that makes us not reach our potential to its fullest. Now, let's look at some more biblical examples how one thinks with their mind, all right? Let's go to the book of Judges, Old Testament. Let's go to the book of Judges, chapter number 6. The book of Judges, chapter number 6. And we're going to start reading at verse number 12. Children here of Israel, they, they, they had a problem. And, and every time they would, they would sow that, that the Mennonites would come and they would take what they had. You know, come harvest time, they would take what they had. So they, they, so they became afraid of the enemy. Now, in verse number 12, in, in, in chapter number 6 in the book of Judges, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Talking about Gideon. Now, it says, And he said unto him, the Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Now, here he is. He's in hiding. He's threshing wheat. But he is doing a job that the oxen supposed to be doing. So, so there he's, he's hiding because he's afraid of the enemy. And the Lord says to him, as he sends this angel to him, he says to him, he says now, he says, the Lord is with thee. The first thing he says, I'm with you. Then he tells him, he says, he calls him, he says, thou mighty man of valor. In other words, he's, God says, says to him, now, you're powerful. See, that word mighty has many meanings. It says, you, not only are you mighty, but you're powerful. Not only are you powerful and mighty, he says, Gideon, you are a champion. You are a warrior. You are a giant and then he says now, he, he says you're a mighty man of valor. In other words, you are a reckoning force. You are a mighty army. That's who you are. He, he tells him that. He, he begins to express who he is. Oftentimes, God tells us who we are, but watch how we respond. Watch how we respond. It's the same way that Gideon responded. Verse number 13 says, And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, 
Why then is all of this befallen us? And where be all his, mis- his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us. Sometimes when things don't go our way, we say God has forsaken us. That's what Gideon's saying. He said, but you have forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites, into the hands of the enemy, the contention. And then verse number 14 says, it says, and the Lord looked upon him and said, watch what God says to him, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites, have not I sent thee? Okay? He tells him now, you're going to save this nation. Now, and verse 15 says, And he said unto him, Oh, watch this. And he said unto him, Oh, my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is what? My family is poor in Manasseh, and I am least in my father's house. I am least in my father's house. First thing he says, I'm poor. Don't have much. God didn't ask him that. God told him who he was. But automatically his mindset says that, okay, I'm poor. I, I, I'm the least. I, I, I'm nobody. When it comes down to the oh, Holy Spirit, when it comes down to the family tree, we measure ourselves with what someone else in the family has. He said, "I'm the least." I, he says, "There is nothing about me that 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 I can see him that I'm a champion. I'm a warrior." He said, "I don't I don't see that." He said, I'm poor. I'm the least in my father's house. And then he says in verse number 16, he says, And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Mennonites as one man. In other words, he told him, he said, You don't need an army because you are the army. See, that's something that we don't understand, and we think we got to have a whole lot of people to unleash our potential. God said, you, 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 you don't need but one, one of you that's willing to operate in your potential. He said, you're going to deliver a nation as one man. It's going to be on you. That's the kind of potential that you have on the inside. But it has everything to do with the way you think about yourself. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself less than? How, how do you how do you vision yourself? How 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 do you how do you uh, 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 come up with why I can't do what God has called me to do? God's telling him, listen, you're gonna deliver, you're gonna be able to do this, just you, one man, one man. But it goes back. To your mindset, perception. When the children of Israel, when, when they came out of Egypt and, and, and they were supposed to go take and possess the promised land, the way they saw themselves were like grasshoppers. How do we measure ourselves among others? 
And even when it goes down to Mephibosheth, you know, uh, Saul's son, who, who was the next in line, and, and he saw himself as a dead dog, useless, no good. How, how do you, and the Bible says we're not supposed to compare ourselves among ourselves, but many of us compare ourselves with others. But, 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 but God said, no, that's not what you need to have when it comes down to unleashing your potential. Because you, you got potential on the inside of you. You just have not been operating at the fullest of the capacity of the potential that God has placed on the inside. The next thing he says is this to me. He says, now, to unleash your potential... One must ask this question. It's the next question. Who am I? Who am I? Think about this. Most people say what they do when somebody asks them that question, who am I? They say, I'm a nurse. Hmm. I'm a housewife. I'm a professor. I'm a preacher. But that's your occupation. That's not who you are. See, see, that's how we get things so, so, so messed up. Because, see, we look at our occupation and we identify ourselves to be just that. You can't do that. What happens when, when, when it's like when you become as I am? I'm retired. I was a postmaster. In my and 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 in, in my uh, uh, corp in the corporate world, but when I retired, I no longer carried that title. But if I believed that's who I was, then when I retired, then I would not have known who I am. And most people do not know who they are because they identify themselves with their occupation. And that's why you're not able to, to, to unleash the potential that you have. Because once we think that that's over and you retire, well, there's nothing else for me to do. Oh, no. There's a whole lot of potential that's on the inside. A whole lot of potential. Uh, and, and, and God just flashed this. Okay, you minister Tom at 77 or 78, going back to college. Some people don't even go at, at 20 years old. Lee's talking about 70 or 78. He, he did not stop at who he was. Being a truck driver, still do that, but he still go to college. See, we, we got to come to understand we are more than who we say that we are. We, we've got to unleash that potential that, that God has placed on the inside of us. The next thing we have to ask ourselves is this. Where... Am I from? Until you know where you come from, you will not know who you are. Until you know where you came from, you will not know who you are. Where would you come from? Many people will say, well, you know, uh, uh, my mama and my dad. No, hold up. See, we got to understand that where we came from is from the mind of God. He is our source. See, we have been made in the likeness and the image of God. And we have the attributes of God. 
So because we have the attributes of God, then we are able to have the mind of Christ. The the word of God says, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus. When we look at Christ, knew who he was. It was some other people that cut up so they didn't know who he was. But he knew that he was a reckoning force. He knew he came to, 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 to save man from, from their sin. He knew he came to change things. See, oh, Holy Spirit. See, see, the thing is, we are world changers. World changers. That's who the body of Christ is. But because the body of Christ do not know who they are, they can't change anything. See, well, when you know you're a world changer, you begin to operate in that. I, I had a conversation with somebody last night, and they were talking crazy. I mean, when I say crazy, I mean crazy, crazy. And I recognized what was speaking. First thing I said, I stopped this hold up. Demon, I'm not talking to you. I said, you demon straight from hell, I am not speaking to you. I'm not talking to you. Immediately, the, the voice on the other side of that phone stopped. Silence. If, if we don't know that the power that we have, that, that, that we, can, we can speak to those demons and, and command them and demand them to shut up, they'll talk to us forever. And once we begin to, the, 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 that thing, that demon began to silence itself, all of a sudden, everything came back to normal. To, the hearing was right. Because the hearing was completely off. The mind was just completely gone. But I recognized I wasn't talking to an individual. I was talking to the demon. See, we, got, we have spiritual potential and we have the physical potential that, that helps us operate in, in, the, in this natural realm. So, so we've got to understand and know we are made in the likeness of and the image of God. When I see you, I see the likeness in the image of God. When you see me, you see the likeness in the image of God. We should be operating in all the attributes of God. Because that's how you're going to unleash the potential that you have on the inside. Don't stop at the first level. There are many levels that comes after that. Many, 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 many levels. Now, Here's the last thing we want to talk about, the very last thing we're going to talk about, okay? We're going to go to the book of Jeremiah because we have to understand our purpose, the book of Jeremiah. We get to understand why, why am I here? Why am I here and why was I born? Why am I here? Are we here just to be existing? Uh-uh. We have a purpose. Mom and dad didn't just decide, okay, we're going to come together and we're going to have a child. No. There was a purpose for your life before you ever showed up. Jeremiah chapter number one. Remember, if you want to know who you are, you've got to change your source of information. Because man will never tell you who you are because man always wants you to be, be under him. But see, you've got to know who you are so you're able to uh, unleash the potential that God has given you. Now, Jeremiah 
chapter number one. Okay, Jeremiah chapter number one. And we're almost done. Jeremiah chapter number one. And we're going to begin reading at verse number four. It says, Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Jeremiah speaking, and he's, uh, and he's sharing with us what God is saying to him. He says, in verse number five, that first word is before. Before I form thee in the belly, I knew thee. God's saying, before you even existed in human form, God already knew you. Before you even existed in human form, God already knew you. He already knew you. Then he says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And then he says, before thou camest forth out of the womb, watch this. He says, I sanctified thee, I ordained thee. To do what? To be a prophet unto the nation. God said, listen, before you even showed up, before you came into existence, the Lord says, let me tell you something about you that you need to understand about you. He says, I sanctified you. I set you apart. I ordained you. I mean, he qualified you to do what the assignment that he has given unto you. He said, you were a prophet before you even came out of your mother's womb. So what are you? What did God call you to be be, be, before you were released into this place called earth? Because, see, you had a purpose and a plan even before you even showed up on the planet called earth. He says, already, ooh, Holy Spirit, he says, Already, you had the credentials to become who you are and what your assignment is. You already had the credentials before you showed up. That's why, you know, for such a long time, they, 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 they told us that if you're going to preach, they get, you got to have this paperwork. That you got to have this paper, and they got to, you know, ordain you and, and, and you know, and give you a license to go preach. But you know what? Where did that come from? Did it come from God or did it come from man? Where'd it come from? So you, 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 see, uh, unless you know who you are and what God's word says, you allow man to hold you down and tell you what you can do and what you can't do. The devil is like, you can go preach on the street corner. That's still God's word. If God sanctified you, God ordained you, he had a purpose and a plan for your life before you showed up at any, on anybody's turf. You got to know who you are and be willing to stand and declare the word of God. He told him, he said, you was a prophet, an inspired speaker before you even come out of your mama's womb. That's powerful. You better know who you are. You better know who you belong to. You better know who called you. And don't allow man to dictate to you. Then he says now, he says now, in verse number six, he says, Then said I, O Lord God, behold, here we go, with that mindset, I cannot speak, 
for I am a child. I wonder how many times we, God told us to go somewhere and do something. First thing, we had an excuse why we couldn't. I, 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 God, I can't do that. I'm, I, I'm just a child. I, I, don't, I don't know enough. I, I, I don't know the right words to say. No, you don't know the right words to say because the Scripture will tell you. Now, this is what the Scripture said. Verse number 7, it says, But the Lord said, and, said unto him, But the Lord said unto me, Talk to Jeremiah. He says, Say not, I am a child. Don't say what you cannot do because you don't have the learning. You, you, you're still in that, at that child state. He says now, Say not, I'm a child. Verse number 7, Jeremiah chapter 1. He says, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Verse 8 says, be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And the watch, this is the key. Verse number 9. Verse 9, Jeremiah chapter 1, this is the key. Verse 9 says, Then the Lord put forth his hand, and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. See, that's why you don't have to worry about what you're going to say. Because, see, God touched his mouth and put his words. See, when God lay his hands upon you, he puts his words in your mouth. All you got to do is speak. And I guarantee you, when you speak God's words, demons will get up out of here and they will go. Because one thing about God's word, God's word is powerful. And it will drive out every demonic force there is. So, so he says, listen, I didn't put my words in your mouth. You're not speaking the words of yourself or the words of man. You are speaking the words of God. And God's words are powerful. Now, he tells him now in verse 10, his assignment. He says, see, I have this day set thee over. This is verse 10. I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. In other words, he's given him dominion over the territory that he's going to speak to. You got dominion over wherever God sends you to. Wherever, wherever situations, circumstances, places he tells you to go to, you already got dominion before you even show up. And the reason why, because God said so. You already got dominionship. He's, then he goes on, he says, now this is what you got to do. He says, you now, in verse number 10, he says, you got to root out, you got to pull down, and you got to destroy. And then he says, and throw down to build and to plant. God tells him precisely what his assignment is. Because, see, listen, whenever God sends you somewhere, you can guarantee there's some trouble there. And there's some things you got to get rid of. But then God says something else, too, as well. Let's look at verse number 18. We've got two verses, and we're up out of here. Verse number 18. Remember now, you're unleashing your potential. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 18. Watch what he says now to, 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 to Jeremiah. He says, for behold, this is why you don't have to be afraid. For behold, I have made thee this day a defense city, an iron pillow, a brazen wall, against the whole land. In other words, you cannot be penetrated. 
he says, I've made you a defense city. You can't be overthrown. I've made you an iron pillar. You're solid. You're a, a brazen wall. He says, against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against the priests thereof, against the priests thereof, and against the people of the land. He said, you are a force to be reckoned with. You are a mighty army. That's who you are. He said, where I send you, you got dominion. And because you got dominion, you don't have to worry about taking a fall because God said, I got it. I got you. That's what he's saying. But look at the opposition in verse number 19, the final opposition, especially when you're unleashing your potential to become who God says you are. You're not having to become it because you already is. We just have not released it, the potential that you have on the inside. Verse 19 in Jeremiah chapter 1 says, And they shall do what? Fight against thee. Some people don't want you to excel. They don't want you to go higher. Spiritually or physically. (laughs) They don't want you to excel. They don't want you to go higher. He said, they're going to fight against you. But then look what he says. But they shall not prevail against thee. And the reason why he says, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. See, they're going to fight against you. But you don't have to worry about it. Because God is with you. Begin to unleash that potential that you have on the inside. Move out the fear. And normally it's the fear. Tell you now, today, not man is sick. And my concern was, Lord, how are we going to get all that stuff running in the back? How are we going to get that media going? How, how are we going to pull up everything so we can continue to deliver that word worldwide? How, how are we going to do that? Because he's the only one that really knows how to do that. I was operating in fear. And you know what? God had it all laid out. <laughs> thank God for the telephone. And thank God for young minds and mid-minds, how they went in in there and, and, and they just brought it right on up. Didn't miss a beat. I was worried about the camera and... and, and <laughs> Uh, uh, Deacon Glenn, was, he, says, he, said, he said, I don't know. The, last week the camel went out. And yeah, we were in the midst of preaching. Can you imagine you in the midst of preaching and, and uh, 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 thousands of people are watching you and all of a sudden everything go black and all they can hear is your voice. And he's saying, oh, I don't know if it's going to stay. Yeah, it's going to stay on. It's going to stay on until we finish. It's going to stay on. See, you got to rebuke that devil because, see, the devil don't want that word to go forth. But, but God, you have to learn to unleash that potential that you have. You got to move out of that fear and know that God's got other people that can do those things. Got some young minds. Because you know what? After a while, we're going to have to tip on up out of here. Us that got some age on us. But then these young folk got to learn how to do this and carry it on. But I thank be to God that they're learning to Unleash those potentials that they have. And you know what? And even in this ministry, I believe there's a greater, a greater depth God is taking this ministry. I believe that. All of my heart. I, I, I literally believe that. In the midst of 
a uh, 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 pandemic and then people are listening to the word. They're hungry for the word. They're listening. Thousands of people are listening. And I praise God that we are a body that trusts God that he will protect us enough to deliver his word and do his bidding so that word can go forth. Because we don't even know who needs it in an hour just like this. We have no idea. People are dying at an unreasonable rate. So we've got to begin to operate in our potential. So what is what gift you have not awakened yet? <laughs> what gift in you that you have not awakened yet because you feel like you're not capable? You came from the wrong side of the track. Mm-mm. No. I don't care what your intellect is. All I know is as long as you got God, you can go anywhere in this world. Now let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 Unleasing your potential. Unleasing.